In this episode, I'm joined by indie hip-hop creative and media business consultant, Kareem Guy. Uh, this was a great episode, man. Kareem and I connected on social media because I was searching, scrolling down my timeline, and I started seeing this guy that was sharing a lot of the same knowledge that I was sharing. And I really, and we really think alike a lot, think a lot alike. And I knew that was he was somebody who I wanted to have on the pod and get to know, man. Uh, Kareem and I talk about, you know, his earliest memories of music and when he first wrote his first rhyme in middle school and how that led him to want to pursue music initially. And the fact that he was, um, he would, he actually connected with a group of, of local artists in his area as a, as a collective, and they wanted to try to, I guess, basically help each other get on. But what he was finding was, as he was going to get information and try to solve the problems that they were having, the people that he was trying to help get on, help get on and, and make a career in music, was not taking everything seriously. So he started a vent on his social media, and what he realized was. A lot of creatives that he was venting to initially about his music started really appreciating the knowledge that he was sharing about trying to navigate the music space. So he knew he was on to something there, and he actually went and enrolled in um, a course that NYU was offering called Music Business Essentials because he knew he wanted to learn more about the music business. And even once he did, once he did that, he knew that he had a place... He was in a place where he wanted to serve the community. Um, you know, so we talk a lot about why independent creatives don't really embrace education and the current state of the music business and really what he's been able to do with his Indiepreneur Club and the membership model, as well as the weekly talk show that he hosts called The Huddle. And you know, the amazing interviews and people that he's had a chance to connect with and because of the knowledge that he was sharing and helping to serve the indie creative community, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, episode number 46. They got a special guest with me today, man. My man, Kareem, keys to the game guy. What's going on, bro? How you doing? I can't call it, but how you doing? I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well. Can't complain to yeah. you, man. Like, it's interesting because we, you know, I've been, we just, before we started recording, man, like, we're just talking like I recently, like, got connected with you. And just by follow by looking yeah. at your stuff on social media, and I was like, man, this this yeah. guy really speaks my language. He like, <laughs> he's really <laughs> talking about a lot of the stuff that I talk about, man. And it's just like, so I, I knew, you know, because this is like season, essentially season two of the podcast, right? You know, we're you know, I'm so I just looking for new people to talk to and things like that. And I said, man, maybe I would like to just chop it up with this guy and just have a conversation. Because I think, you know, we, we think there's so many gems that could be dropped here that people who listen to this pod, you know, uh, listen to this podcast will really, especially artists. Because so 
just to give you some heads up, I started it. This podcast is called the Encourage Inspire Podcast. And so I usually cover three different silos in, in, in an episode, like depending on what I'm talking about. It's right, either yeah, going to be that. disability awareness because I have a disability with born with cerebral palsy or music business topics or people's stories that encourage and inspire me. So, you know, you definitely check two out of the three boxes, you know what I mean? And, and, and so I, I just knew you're somebody I wanted to chop it up with, man. So, so yeah, man, thank you so much for being here. Of course, man. It's my pleasure, man. I love, like I said, like I love doing stuff like this. It's therapy yeah. for me. <laughs> For sure, for sure, man. So, so you're you're. Uh, we're gonna get to your story a bit. So you are, uh, from, you from Jersey? You live in Jersey now. You from Jersey? I'm currently in Jersey, born and raised. Okay, yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, but raised in Orlando. Like I'm, a, so I'm a native New Yorker, but I don't consider myself from New York. You know what I mean? People hear my voice, but I, I hear I hear Fat Man Scoop vibes, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people say, man. But <laughs> I, I mean, I've been in Orlando 28 years. So I've been here pretty much over half my life. So that's why I consider myself. I'm I'm natively from New York. Majority of my family's here. I have, a, yeah. I have two sisters. One of which is a twin, and my twin is since moved back to New York. So she's been there ten years. But yeah, but right. for me, um, Orlando's home. But it's cool to, to connect with right. some East Coast. So, so I know it's nice out there. I'm jealous. Sure. That um, weather. That what's the weather like currently? What's going on? Oh, what's the weather like? What's, here? The, what's the weather like? Yeah, you know, this time of year in Orlando in Central, because I live so in, I live in Central Florida, so okay, we're in the middle part of the state, so it's relatively warm here yeah. ten months out the year. But this time okay. of year, when we see we're recording this, this is we're actually we're, this today is February seventh at the day this we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> it won't be out; it'll be out in a few weeks. But if this is time time of year that uh, it's actually cooler here <laughs> so you know but it's, it's, it ain't, it ain't like though. jersey cold it ain't like is it like, it ain't like is it 60 coast degrees cold. plus what's going on is it 60 degrees is it above yeah, 60 yeah, degrees like, yeah it's like today oh. let's see the high today was i want to let's see uh yeah like the high today i believe was 60 yeah the high today, actually, yeah, the high today, 60, it's going to be 57 tomorrow, low, yeah. you know, and then 67, so we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a, cool, a, a cold front the next few days, and then Friday, 75, 72, so, you know, it, 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 it ebbs and flows, man, you know what I mean? That's great, the weather's trash over here right now. Yeah, 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 I bet, I bet, man, you know? Yeah, man, here it's pretty much, we usually only get two sieges out here, man. It's usually hot and hotter, you know, for the most part. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, um, I would like to ask this question, man, when I talk to my guests, man. What's, what's your first earliest memories of music? Like, what do you remember about, about falling in love with music? Yo, it's so many. That's a great question. Like, wow. <laughs> There's so many different moments that were highlights for me. But the most pivotal, pivotal moment, I'd say for myself that stuck with me leading up to this very point was the first time that I ever personally wrote a rap back in 2006. I was in middle school at the time. I'm 29 now. 
Okay. I was in middle school in 2006, and I had a homie. Um, we would walk home every single day from school, and it would take us like an hour to get home, even though like it really should have only taken like 20 minutes tops. Uh-huh. We would only take us an hour, and then like in that walk home, he happened to just like randomly say like, yo, like y'all ain't trying to spit. Like, I'm like, spit? Like, what is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. what are you talking about? And then he was like, you trying to rap? Like, and I was like, rap? Like, I ain't never wrote a rap a day in my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, it sounds fun, so let's do it. Right. So we went to my man's crib, you know, it was three of us. And we 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 put together a track, but the way we did it was so wicked, bro. We my mom, like I, I always was big on tech. So like I always had like the latest laptop or something like that. So I brought my laptop with me. I had to sneak it past my mom. She because if she seen me take it out the crib, she would have had a fit. So okay. I had it in I had it in my backpack like throughout throughout the school day because I knew what we were gonna do, you know what I mean, when we planned it. So the day that we planned it, I brought the laptop. My homie had a had a had a 3.5 millimeter mic right that went into the jack on my laptop we went in his basement we we set the laptop on a table in his basement right and we took the mic plugged it into the laptop but tape taped the mic to the ceiling because it was a drop ceiling in the basement so we taped it to the ceiling and it hung over the laptop and we used the audio recorder on the laptop right to play the beat in the background because his dad had this wicked sound system in the basement. So he yeah. played the beat in the background, but we wrote our raps and we didn't use any Pro Tools. We didn't use like Logic. We didn't use any, we didn't use none of that. We had the recorder running, beat playing in the background. We sung the hook together and then we each rap every single one of our verses. Like it was on some eight track type situation. Like yeah. it was like, we was like Jackson 5, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the first time that I ever wrote, a, like officially wrote a rap. We recorded it, put it right on MySpace. You know what I mean? And and like it was just like that. That never left me. Like 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 even years later, like that 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 thing. Like whatever, I caught the bug and it never left me. You know? For sure, man. Like I always say, like for me, the entertainment industry found me. I never, I didn't find it. Wasn't ever intended yeah. to go into the music industry. Uh, I, I, I found it kind of late, man. I found it at age 19. My yeah. sister was the one that was the creative one. She was one in the marching band in, in like high school and did all that. Word. I was not really into that. Like, I was watching sports and things like that. Or I thought I was going to go into hospitality tourism because that was my last two years of high school. Yeah. And I was going to go to a school called Johnston Wales University. Heard of that. Out of Miami. You know, you probably yeah. heard of it. Emma Lagasse went there. Uh, for culinary arts or something like that, way back yeah. in the day. Um, but I didn't go. I don't think, I, I don't think I, my mom could afford to send me there or whatever. It'd be so like that. I didn't go. But um, I ended up going to a community college where I met my best friend. My best friend at the time uh, yeah. had a roommate. And his roommate was a dancer. We would... So he had a dance crew and he would take me to the dance. He would take me to the practices right. to just chill and hang out. So uh, we, the group was called Hype, Hottest Young People's Entertainment. And, okay, I like that. Yeah. And so we got booked one year to, so down here in Orlando, right before Thanksgiving, like the week before Thanksgiving, yeah, 
they do what they call the Florida Classic. You might have heard about it. Where they have Florida A and M University, Bethune mm-hmm. Cookman University, you know, mm-hmm. um, play the football game, you know, and or here in the in the neutral site here in Orlando, like you know, Bethune Cookman is in Daytona, and FAMU's in Tallahassee. But everybody comes to Orlando to play the football game. So if that Friday, that Friday night is when they bring out the black high schools. Right, okay. the black high schools come out, and this is when the the old Magic Arena, where the old Ma- for the old one before they they tore it down, because this is two two thousand four, when they tore it down, and so part of the routine. So we come out, it's eighteen thousand people, and in the routine, the last part of the routine was a freestyle session, and so they brought me out because I was on crutches and like. And I, I was dancing, and I, I don't have video of this. I wish I did. <laughs> but um, so, yeah. like, they brought me out in front of 80,000 people. I'm like, I just caught the bug, man. I said, man, like, this is cool, man. I want to be in entertainment. Like, and they, like, and, but I was fortunate where I was able to find my mentor, my, my big brother, LaShawn. We call him TS. He's actually the owner of this the podcast network that this is housed under. Um, Got What You Need Podcast Network. And he yeah. pretty much, you know, took me under his wing during that time. You know, he was 24, about to be 25. I was 19, about to be 20 years old. You know, for the young people, there was a whole different industry back then. There was no social media. There was no nothing. That nah. was a day where you're still trying nah. to get a record deal. You know, yeah. you're still trying to go through the, like, that was a whole different type of game back then. It wasn't, we didn't really talk to the indie, the indie route. <laughs> like, we talk nah. now. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're. Different, different time. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So he took me under his wing, and I caught the bug. And I knew I wanted to be on the business side because I felt like, well, that's where I could be the most, I guess, useful to provide enough value. Because you know, I'm not a creative man. Make music is making music is not easy. You know, I tried to produce, learn how to produce. That's just hard, man. That's hard. If you if you don't know what, yeah, I couldn't doing, get with that. Yeah, I, I tried to learn that. Fruity Loops, FL same, you know, and it just wasn't, you know, and I really, I really have a lot of respect for people who, who do production because it's not easy to do, and that's one of the, one of the more simpler programs to use. Mm-hmm. It's really much addition and subtraction, pretty much. You know what I mean? It's right. It's not really a lot of, it's not real a lot of like super technical stuff on it, but you still got to know what you're doing. And so I said, that ain't me. So I said I want to go learn the business. So I was fortunate enough to. For LaShawn to come teach me the game. And um, you know, we had a couple, we had a little small record label back then. Where called Brothers for Life Music Group. We did that for a couple of years. And then we went to um, so we did that. Then he moved to Raleigh, North Carolina in 2008. And we were co-managing an artist at that time. And so when LaShawn left, um I kept managing the artist or whatever, and his name is D. Cody. We worked uh-huh. together for a while, put an album out called Us Against the World, 2010. Uh, you know, and we sold a few copies on CD Baby, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like back then, you know, you yeah. know what we were doing. You know, like I knew what I was doing to per se, but like obviously the information I have now, it's, you know, it'd be totally different. Hindsight's always 2020. Right. But, um, you know, we put a record out and sold a few copies, and then you know, but him and I just, you know, we just didn't really see eye to eye when it come to like the grind of it. You know what I mean? Back then, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, and so we just basically decided to part ways. And that's why I went to earn my degree at Full Sail University. 
Um, uh, I heard of that school. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I got some members in my club that graduated from Full Sail. Yeah, one yeah. I, one is actually t- still attending Full Sail. Yeah, yeah. So Man. yeah, so um, so yeah, graduated from there with a degree in entertainment business. Was bachelor bachelor's of uh, arts degree there, and it was a valedictorian in my class. Won a bunch of awards there, you know. But the reason why I decided to stay local was because, um. Most of the business jobs, you know, is either going to be in L.A., Nashville, you know, I guess kind yeah. of Atlanta, but mostly <laughs> L.A., Nashville, and then obviously New York. And it just wasn't going to make sense for me to, to live in any of those places because of, because of my disability. So I kind of had to just yeah. stay here and do my own thing. And that's when I, I launched a company I have now called Double M Management and Marketing Group. And really, the Double N is encourage and inspire. I love to encourage and inspire people. It was really about how can I make the brand around me? Because what I learned was initially when I first started working with artists, I wanted to be an artist manager, manage all these artists. And then I quickly realized, you know, that that's not going to be the way to go. You know, I'd rather be in a place where I can serve and consult much more than management. I believe that artist management is like family. And to me, that's the only way it really works. You know what I mean? Like, you know, management is a whole different type of beast. Like yeah. I get approached about it like pretty often. And yeah. I'm like, nah, like, you gotta I, like really, I'd rather you gotta not. really love that yeah. person, man. It's, it, like I said, yeah. it's family. Yeah. Got, yeah. It, it, I gotta care a lot. Family. Like I don't, right. Yeah. I don't call, like I manage my, my, my little brother, Xavier Keys, K-U-Y-Z, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, but you know when he first when he first reached out to me, and I, he we talk about this all the time. I told him hell no. I, like I tell everybody hell no because really you don't really know <laughs> what you're getting into, and artists don't really understand what a manager's job is. Very so true. That's a lot of it. Again, Very and we'll true. get into this a little bit later, but a lot of it is they, they just don't really know what the manager's supposed to do. So then right. there's unrealistic expectations that are there. And then that caused a rift in situations, right? So I told Xavier at the time, well, hire me. Hire me to do other things besides manage you and let's build and see what happens. So he hired me, started doing some, to do some promotion and some marketing for him. And we we dropped his album called us uh, Monday through Sunday, which he now sold over 5,000 plus albums direct, yeah. which is hard to do. Right, yeah, so, that's you know, nice. um, yeah, nowadays, yeah. what really got me excited was when well, he dropped his album December 4th, 2015. And in the two days, he sold 300 albums direct. I said, okay, and that's impressive because this is a day where this is still iTunes, you know, selling digital and like so to sell 300 real albums and have the data to, to show it, you know what I mean? Like, because iTunes isn't going to give you yeah. the name and the number of the people that bought your shit. You know what I mean? But he actually knows right. every single person that buys his stuff because of the data, right? So that was impressive, man. I said, look, man, this, there's something special about this kid. I just got to look. That's it. I said, I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be a part of the journey now because I understand that you can't do this by yourself and you need somebody along the way at the very least just to be with you on the ride because... You know, and he's the type of person that invests in himself. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's not somebody that you have to push. He's going to do whatever he has to do. 
you know. Right. right. So so yeah, that's kind of how you know I got started in the game and and but even before him, I met him in August and then but before him I started working with him. An artist named Marty Price here in Central Florida, and another artist named Deli Rowe out of Richmond, Virginia. And she and 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 Deli was just was coming out of gospel and really kind of trying to transition into like indie soul. And okay. she didn't really kind of she didn't really have the international relationships that I had. And she didn't really know me from a can of paper, but she just loved my energy. It's like, you know, and, that's and how it starts. And I charged you a couple, you know, I charged her a couple of dollars and, you know, it was just a vibe, man. And, and I ended up helping her through my relationships. She ended up getting a number one record on the UK soul charts through another mutual relationship that I had that I, that I was able to connect her to. And, and I'm like, wow, if I can do it, because these were relationships I had anyway, that I was just using for my artists. So, man, if I go help other artists who I'm not necessarily involved in the day-to-day with, like this could really be something. And so... Knowing that I could help her was pretty cool. Then we were able to help Marty Price, another artist after that, another great, great R&B talent out of here, out of Central Florida. I said, man, I could really, I could really uh, get used to, to helping talent like this. And that's really what did it for me. And then one right. of my mentors told me, Duro, whatever you do, brand yourself. Right? And that was, that was when he said, brand yourself. Great because advice. artists will come and they will go and they will leave you holding the bag if you're not careful. They will leave you because they, you know, they, because unfortunately, you know this, bro. Artists think the grass is green on the other side. Most of them think that. They always think the grass is green on the other side because they think, well, because they, what they do is they compare themselves to other people, which is the right. worst thing you could ever do. Right. You know, everybody, think, the thing with the music industry and entertainment in general is everybody's journey is different. Everybody's journey is different. There might be yeah. some similarities, but, yeah. but there's no exact, right? That's so, so yeah, man, that's that's really how I got started, bro. And it's just you know, it's been a hell of a journey, and it's it's still tough sometimes when you deal with independent artists. You know how it is. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's very it, frustrating. it can definitely get frustrating at times because yeah. especially the ones that at the beginning of their careers because they don't got no money. <laughs> yeah, no money. You know? So when you talk about coaching and consulting work and and, and and stuff like that, that can, you know, that can that can get, you know, a little tough here and there. But again, for me, this is passion work. That's why I keep doing it. I'm doing it, I do this to make a difference. And that's that's what that's what drives me, man, to to make a difference, man, in, in, in the lives of creative people. Cause I really believe that uh creative creative people is what gives the earth what gives our life balance, right? The mm-hmm. arts is what gives our life balance, and we can't live right. without it. Literally, right. it's impossible to live life without the arts and music and film and the things that 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 we have. You know, I'm right there with you on that one. Man. That's literally why I do what I do. When you really think about what artists are doing, like <clears throat> branding is always one of the top things that I always tell people to pay them the closest attention to, especially when they're just starting. Yeah. And, you know, you know, like I know, like when branding is about having value, you know, it's, right. it's knowing what your value proposition is. Right. So it's like, when you think about all these artists that are bringing value, it's like, wow, it's, these people are creatives and they're bringing 
value through their music to support people in whichever way that they decide that they want to support people. So like it's yeah. deeper than the music. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely deeper, deeper than, than the music, music, man, for sure. You know, uh, people connect to people. You know, yes. as, as as we as you know, we both know is that people like you before they like your music most of the time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's something about you. See, and that's what's interesting. That's what's cool about this younger generation. You know, you're part of the younger generation too, but even the younger generation below us understand that they show their personality. This is why Cardi B works in this generation. Yeah. Cardi B probably would have worked 25 years ago. But word. Yeah, word. I never thought about that before. Because people, she understands her shortcomings and, and she embraces that. And she, you know, she that's relatable to a lot of people, man. And that's why that's why she's successful. And not because she's the best rapper, but she's she's a very professional. Everybody I know who knows her, uh, my man Leslie Bradford, he's a full soul great, he's a mix engineer. He mixes all her stuff, and he says mm-hmm. that Cardi B is one of the most nice nicest people you ever meet. Very professional, uh, just really pleasant to be around, you know, and. and you know, her personality is, is what is what people connect to. You know, she's not the best rapper, but she might try to be. <laughs> yeah, word. You know what I mean? So I think that's I think that's key, man, for sure. Sure. Word. So um so what did you know when you like you wanted to kind of pursue this pursue this career professionally? Like I guess on the bit I mean when, did you want to be an artist first and then you transition to the business side? Yeah, that's exactly how it was, actually. I wanted to be an artist first, right? Um, so I linked up with some more artists. Okay. And we all had an agenda to basically get on together. Okay. And then it it was kind of working. Like, we were kind of getting traction, but, like, we were just getting traction in our, in our area locally, like, where we all grew up. Right. This is where we were getting a lot of the traction. And... In my mind, it was like, all right, this local traction is cool, but at the same time, like, I really want us to be bigger than just our community around us. Right. And and so, and so, I'm like, was all I was always thinking of, you know, what kind of ways could we like really take this to the next level? Um, but I would always draw a blank every single time, like. Like I would always draw a blank. And even with some of the things that I would research, because I was always big on research, my degree um, that I have, my BA is in sociology. So like, I love research. I love understanding, you know, why things work and how things affect other people and other groups and et cetera, et cetera. So data and research was nothing new to me. So if we ever experienced a problem, right? I was always the one to say, okay, well, We've identified where our, what our problem is. This is how we fix our problem. You know, I mean, after the research, of course, this is how we fix our problem. But every time I tried to put things into play to fix our problem, it was like it would fall on deaf ears. Like it would go in one ear and out the other, right? And right. And it went from you know me just giving the game to people who were you know in that immediate circle to even people like just on some passerby type shit like 
Right. I would, I would, I would, I would pick their brains and see, you know, what type of movements they were making. And I'm, I would come back to home base and be like, yo, we got to make moves like this. You know what I'm saying? But again, it will fall on deaf ears. It won't really travel too far. So out of frustration, out of frustration, I started to vent on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? I started to vent on Instagram and I used to explain I used to say the stuff that I felt like we should be doing, not, you know, saying names or anything like that. It was just, I just feel like artists should, right? So after doing that a few times, that actually resonated with people more than the music that I was trying to put out at the time. More than anything music related that I was doing on my Instagram at the time. It was when I talked about my, my shortcomings and what I felt like artists should be doing to get ahead right. is where people were tapping in, like we're like commenting, liking, sharing. I'm like, I was like, what the hell? Like, right. What was I when I was posting the music? Right. But I was like, okay, like who am I to deny that this is what people want? Right. From me. Right. You know what I mean? This right. is not even just from me. This is just like some a lot of these things that I was talking about, these are like common things that other musicians felt they felt the same way I felt so it was like okay I think we got something here so so then I I took the next step right I felt like all right well you don't know that much I mean you know what you feel like is right but you don't really know for real because you don't really have that much experience because you're still trying to figure it out yourself right so I signed up for um, a program um, through NYU they had what was called the Music Business Essentials Program. Oh yeah, right? I think my, my my little sis Latrice, she's I think she's doing that. Shout out to her. Yeah, she's doing that same program. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I took that. I, I took and first of all, you can't just like take the program. Like they have to like you have to apply, and then they are like, okay, like right. you're a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I got into the program, and because I explained what I was trying to do at that point, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So that was, a, I'm sure that was a no brainer for them. So now I've went through this program, learned what I needed to learn or, or, or what I felt like I needed to learn. And then that's when I realized, oh shit, this shit deeper than what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but the way I am, same way you stated it when we first got on here, you love spreading information. So yeah. now, So now I know it's deeper than what, than what I thought it was. So now I'm coming back to my peoples and I'm like, yo, hey, yo, PROs, <laughs> uh, fan bases, yeah. uh, marketing and promotion, yeah. uh, uh, playlisters, bloggers, curators, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like right. I'm, I, I'm, I'm spitting behind the content. Your content gotta be superb. You know what I mean? Exactly. Your rollout's got to be thought out. Like, yeah. I'm coming back with all of this new information, yeah. right? And again, deaf ears. Deaf yeah. ears. You so, know, most, most creatives, like, you know, most creatives just were, like, because back in the days, bro, all you had to do, again, that's why I said they were recording artists. That term no longer is what it is. You are now a content creator. Mm-hmm. to focus on music but what the record companies are doing of course see this is where it kind of sucks because what the record companies are doing now is they're taking see i work with with, with i work with a with artists who are real who got a real message 
Unfortunately, the major record company, what they're doing is they're taking people who just make content and turning them into artists, which is different, right? It's not yeah. the same thing as yeah. you were an artist first, you know, with a message. But the difference is now you, you can't just put your song out and just let it be. You have to have a content strategy behind it. Right. And that's what's changed because you never had to worry about that. You know, Michael Jackson didn't have prison have to worry about that. They're like, well, we just gonna miss right. a great record. You guys do the rest. We're gonna go lock ourselves into the studio for two for, for a month or two, make a great album, and you go do the rest. <laughs> you know, yeah. And that's what yeah. it, it's just no longer that way now. So it's changed. So it it's it's changed. So I feel you, man. It's just there's so much yeah. that goes into this, into being a professional. That's why I try to tell people like Okay, or do you really want to do this? Because yeah, you have, Word. To, you have to be built a certain way. For that's where I'm at with it right now, bro. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly where I, where I'm at with it right now. I'm on some shit like, yo, it's hard. Like, I'm not gonna get into explaining the details of what hard is. Just understand it's hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do are you gonna do this or not? If you're not, I I used to listen. My passion runs so deep that I used to like really like almost bug people. That like I knew were talented, like right. like I know you're talented. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you're not like taking heed to what I'm saying right. is really bothering me. I right. used to really let it bother me, but like now I don't let it bother me anymore because the statistics on how many other people are trying to do the same thing is yeah. damn near astronomical at this point. Right. You know, so there, about so yeah, no, you're right, bro. You're right. So. So to like just wrap up, I mean, I just want to just finish your question. So to bring you back to like, like once like it fell on deaf ears, I I was like, I right, you know what? Like I ain't even about to try with y'all. Like like I already got these people over here that's listening. You know what I mean? Like they peak curiosity. So like I'm about to just keep delivering, right. and like that's just kind of where it started for me, for real, for real. Like I like realized that people were receptive to that type of information. So it was like, all right, this is just what we're doing here. I'm going to just keep flooding y'all with information. And, you know, long story short, that's, that's literally how we, we're talking right now. Yeah, man, that's how we got connected, man, because I, I, I like yeah. to support, you know, people out here that's doing great stuff, man. Like, there's a, there's a lot of us out here doing amazing things, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friends, Katie Zaccardi, who she does stuff. You know, she's a, she's a great media business consultant. Yeah. Who else? Uh, my man Phase Six, Sir Love. Uh, you know, there's so much. There's so many of us out here. Uh, there is. Afia him. I just had her on the podcast. She runs a spy agency. She's out in Trinidad and Tobago. She's out there doing her thing. She works primarily in the gospel scene. Right. Uh, so there's enough space for all of us out here. You know, like I said, you, yeah. know, you and I teach the same stuff, and there's and there's still room for all of us out here because, you know. So many I'm, artists, I'm bro. I'm really niche down to what I talk about. You know what I mean? So because, yeah. you know, I, I had to, you know, because again, because independent music is so broad, I'm like, okay, but what, what is my core message going to be, right? So right. my core message, as I said earlier, is about core audience and is about, you know, how to build a core because to me, that's really what matters. Everybody wants to be famous, but if you it, can just it be is, global, man. it's interesting because, you know, I'm all about being global. I'm all about being being a core and being global, bro. I've been to six different countries. I really believe in being global because once you go across yeah. that pond, it's a game changer. And it's funny because 
I was watching the video that Grandman Sean put out today, and the co-founder, the co-founder of his uh, of his of his agency, I forgot Buddy's name. He was saying the key is the 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 the, 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 the secret hack that a lot of labels do is when they sign up, they send them overseas <laughs> to break them. Right. Because what they understand is over there, especially in Europe, they're much much more receptive to brand new people they never heard before. Okay. So I work yeah. I work with a conference. I don't know if you've you've ever heard of New School Rules. No. New School Rules is the number is the number one largest urban international music conference in the world. The only thing okay. else, the only other thing that comes close to it is A three C, right? So I'm I'm a direct partner. I heck of Maduro and her husband Greg run that conference. I'm hey, a partner. You know, so Heka Maduro, uh, she she knows everybody. Heka knows everybody. And Heka yeah. wants to, she knows everybody. And they've been doing new school now. This year is when they normally do it in the summertime. They normally do it in May uh, because mm -hmm. of the, they did the last two years, obviously they had to do a digital version, but this year they're going to do a physical version. But normally they do it in May, at the end of May, but because of everything going on, they're pushing it back to October, the end yeah. of the year. But I bring artists over to, over to Europe to perform on global stages. The cool thing about Europe is that, you know, you still think about, I'm sorry, the cool thing about New School Rules is you meet people from all over the world, right? And, and, and we have a common love for urban music, right? And so, no. as Henka always said, you get out of New School Rules what you put into it. Like, yeah, you can come perform at the festival, but really it's about the networking. It's about going and meeting people. Shaking hands and kissing babies type thing, right? That's what this is really all about. So, you know, that's why I believe being global is everything, man. Like, cause, you know, and, and that's part of my message is having a core audience and being global. That's Bro. really what I've always preached. If you Bro, look, my social media, that's all I talk about. So, I'll tell you one thing about that. Like, I, in no braggadocious way at, at all do I mean this, but I've made like, some of the most like on the side like i made some of the most money i ever made by just tapping into my core audience and just serving yeah. them like and continue to still do so like all, all off of instagram and and i mean that's something that i'm pretty sure all artists aspire to do and the secret sauce is like it ain't even no secret for real it's you already have your core like yeah. your core is already if you're if you're posting consistently is it different if you're not really posting consistently but like if you're posting consistently, if you're consistently serving, providing yeah. something to people who follow you, yeah, they're 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 gonna be there. And what I tell my clients a lot is like they're not gonna just come out and be like, yo, I'm your best supporter. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you have to be clever enough with your marketing to be able to identify who these people are. Yeah. And then once you identify who they are, then you need to speak, you know what I mean, not just to the cold traffic on the platform, but you need to harness, you know what I mean. It's yeah. always email marketing. You know what exactly. I mean? You need to harness that, that, and that's why you know the the VIP experiences are so important and those things yes. like that because yes, your core yes. audience those are the people that's going to ride with you. Those are the people that's going to ride with you forever in a day. Yes, uh, a buddy of mine told me one time, "You're famous to somebody." Right? The key is to find a thousand people that feel that way. Right? You Word. Know, the to, thousand key true to fans find a thousand people that feel that mm -hmm. you're their favorite artist of all time. You know, yeah, uh, and that's you know, but it's again, not hard. 
but you know, most artists, to, to, you know, and it's not necessarily their fault, is that when you when you, you grow up wanting to be the biggest artist in the world, that's just what you, that's a natural instinct. So a lot of what we, sort of what True. we have to do is mindset shift. True. And under, let them understand that it's okay that you're not you're probably not going to be uh, ASAP Jay Z or Rihanna. You know anybody? Yeah, yeah word. You know word. You know anybody? You know you're not going to be you know Taylor Swift. You're not going to be this big huge. Pop. It's just it's it's un, it's unlikely to happen. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's there's eight million artists across the world that consider themselves independent artists, right? Uh-huh. Only about ten thousand of them were signed to kind of a label or some subsidiary of a of a of a, of a label, whether it be indie or major. So, yeah, it's the, like a point zero zero four percent, exactly like that so of people actually become the odds of you. And this is why people like you and I are valuable because I've never worked for a label, but I don't have to because majority of people in, in the marketplace will never sign a major label deal. So me not having to make money in the background yeah. means nothing. Word. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Word. You know what I mean? Because what you have now, see, you have a lot of consultants that still try to, oh, I, I work for such and such. I'm a label guy, whatever. Majority of the artists in the marketplace ain't never going to be on a label. Most of these quote-unquote consultants, they just, yeah. they, they, since they want to stay in the game, they, they become consultants and they try to use something they did 25 years ago. <laughs> as a way for them to, to, to stay with the young people versus say, like, what are you doing now? Nobody cares Word. what you did 25 years ago. Nobody cares. That's a whole, that's a, that was a, that was like a lifetime ago in the music business. That does, most of that stuff doesn't was. exist now. Like, you know, cause, cause you, cause 25, 25, 30 years ago, you needed a record company. You couldn't yeah, do it. Cause you were selling like CDs. It was too expensive. You were selling CDs or something back then. Yeah, it was, just, it was too expensive. So, yeah. So you see a lot of people out here that's trying to that, that are especially you see them in clubhouse albums label for such a, and it's it's don't get me wrong it's cool to to it's cool to to, to 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 meet those people but what's interesting is so let's say you go to a music conference you don't want to talk to the people that was on that got on twenty five years ago because the way they got on isn't going to be how you got on so the information they give yeah. you is useless to and I'm saying it's useless but it's not really relevant because the way they got on in 1992 <laughs> is not yeah. going to be how you're going to get on today. Nah, what shit. happens is these people who do these music conferences, they make they make their money by selling the people with the big resumes. But but wouldn't you want to hear wouldn't you want to hear information from people who are doing it now, or some of the newer who are doing it now who understand how to work in today's ecosystem? Wouldn't that make more sense? Now, the people who are doing it, who did it yesterday, who also know how to do it today, is good to is good to know 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 that too. But yeah. if you have somebody who understands how to do it in today's space, who understands what being a DIY artist is now, that's more viable to me than watching somebody who is a who makes their money by going to speak at conferences and <laughs> and if something they did thirty years ago. Yeah. You know, and there's a, I mean, yeah. not everybody's like that, but. There are some people who, 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 are, who try to hang around off off the the, the tales of the stuff that they did along at a different time when the industry was way different, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole different world nowadays. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, music yeah. and tech go hand in hand at this point, and tech is not letting up. Like for tech sure, is not letting sure. up. Like, like, what do you? What I mean? What do you think about the current state of the music the music business? Like music face. Like, what do you think? I, 
how do you feel like it is? Do you feel like it's easier now? I think that it's definitely the tools. There's tools and resources available now to make it a lot easier to get on right now. Because like back in, you know, like the 90s era, if you wanted to get your demo to, you know what I mean, VP of Def Jam or something like that, you probably had to stand outside his office, know what time he had a meeting. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when the meeting ended, you could be right there at the door right. to hand that demo to him. You feel me? Like, right. you don't got to do that anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. there's tools and resources available to get your stuff straight to these people if yeah. you really wanted right. to. You know what right. I'm saying? So the ballpark is different. But what I like you said that you said earlier was that now it requires a mindset shift. Yeah. It's, it's the mindset shift. And, and that's where the, the, the gap, there's a giant knowledge gap. You know what I'm saying? Between that, between that mindset shift, because the the in between that is realizing that you're a business and your music is a product, yep. right? Because people are not going through that mindset shift of seeing that they're that they're a business and their music is a product. Literally, all these tools and resources that become available to them are null and fucking void right. because they don't even understand that that the very root. You know what I mean? Of what they, the heart of what they are and what they're pursuing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They're still chasing that. I like you, you hit it right on the head when you said we're all like, when you first start, you're chasing that. I'm about to be the biggest global artist in the yeah. world. Like that's just naturally, that's just the natural inclination yeah. of when you, you know, when you decide that I, I'm actually pursuing this full time, right? We're right. trying to pursue right. this full time. But even still, if you have that mindset with the lack of the mindset shift, you know what I mean? It's just a recipe for failure. And that Definitely is exactly because, why the failure rate is 99%. Yeah, right because now. people don't really understand, like, it's okay that, like, for, like, you know, we're talking, you know, it's okay if only make 50 grand a year, but you're doing music full time. Like, Ari Herstand says, People doing that for 40 hours a week. Yeah. Ari says, unfortunately, the music industry is the only industry people look at success as, you know, you're only winning if you're at the highest level. And it just doesn't, it just, it's mind-boggling to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Every tech company can't be Google, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp. Everybody, you know, well, everybody that's a good point. Everybody does, that's you know, point. look, Starbucks was a regional company Starbucks started in 1971. They didn't franchise till 1987. So that means you could only get Starbucks in or like I think it was Oregon. I think that's where it started at. In, in that little part of the of the country for 16 whole years before they before they did an IPO and you know all that type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so just think. So that means they were a regional company and did well. And so yeah. we tell artists like, okay, it's okay for you to have, okay, we live in a day and age now where your audience may not be in your backyard. They might be in another part of the world. Very <laughs> true. That it, Very you, true. You know, your audience, your artists might be in, 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 in Japan somewhere. You know, Very true. Hey, that's, that's not who we gravitate to. But it's okay that it's not, because everybody runs to L.A. They went to LA. They went to some of these these big, huge cities here in the states, and I'm, and I always try to tell them, like, be careful when you do that because you get lost in the sauce. 
A Ooh. lot of people do that. A lot of people run to LA, they run to Atlanta, they run to these places. And don't get me wrong, those are cool places to go to, but you don't necessarily have to be in those excuse me, you don't necessarily have to be in those cities to quote unquote make it. Right? right so I think that's another misconception that a lot of people have is that if they're if they're not in those cities, then they, you can't make it. There was a time where you had to be though. There was a time right. you had to be in LA or New York. It just but and, and Atlanta, but but you're still holding on to that though. Yeah, people so again, still I, think, I think people and I was going to I was going to talk about this early, early, uh, later, but people are chasing, I would say this. You have the music industry, you have the music business, and you have the business yeah. music. Yeah. Right. And too many people are doing what? They're chasing the industry. The problem with chasing the industry is that the industry is always changing. And so what yeah. they think is hot, right? You're, you're basing your success on what they think is hot. They're only going off what's hot by what the kids like. Because right. that's what they look on the side. Right. They not, they, they're silent, whatever the young people want to, this is why they're silent the TikTokers. This is why they go on a trailer and silent these, you know, these artists who won't even be around in five years. Ain't nobody going to care. It's what, yeah, because they ain't even about that for them It's, right it's unfortunately, like, if you're just trying to do a certain trend, you're going to become a disposable artist because nobody's going to care. Because you're not really, because what, what, what's going to backfire a lot of these quote-unquote TikTok artists, you know, like that, is unless they learn how to command the stage, unless they learn how to how to eventually like become real artists, that they'll yeah. it, it'll it'll fade out because the cream the cream always rises to the top. Yeah, I mean that's what sucks about going viral though. Like, yeah. When you go viral, you don't have any platform underneath you. There's no yeah. base underneath you at all. So as quickly as you rose, I mean you're gonna fall even harder. I, and it's I'll gonna tell suck. You, I, I'll tell you a story, man. I, I had I had I had a guy who had come to me. He's a full sale guy. Don't say his name. He's a full sale guy. Came to me and he wanted to. He wanted to come. He wanted to work. Wanted me to come work with him for free. Mm-hmm. He said, and he and he said, man, he said, look, like I have a plan, man. I'm gonna, you know. And he sent me some of his songs, and they were what I call catchy songs. They weren't like super introspective real records. They were like songs with a with a catchy hook, and you could tell what he was trying to do. He's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a song, and 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 I'm gonna. Uh, I got this guy on on, on, on on TikTok and he's got 38 million 38 million followers and I'm gonna get him to do a dance. And I said, bro, you're trying to go viral, but you don't haven't built nothing yet. So what happens if you do go viral? Right. Well, you don't have the infrastructure built. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. There's nothing after that. They don't think about that viral, though. But then if you do, you know, it's like the people who go on go on reality TV. You know the reality TV that you know, and, and again, it, reality TV can work if you know how to navigate it properly. That's the thing. Most people aren't set up. And shout out to my my, my colleague and friend Brianna Relis. She runs a summit called the Reality Show Secret Summit. So she actually shows you how to do it properly. She shows because she was on she was on American Idol. She didn't make she did she made it to the show, but she didn't make it on TV. But what she figured out was is that most people who go on reality reality TV don't understand how that whole world works. And it doesn't mm-hmm. understand how to make that thing work for you once it's done. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They go on the show and then they, 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 they don't know how to make it work. 
and now now they have to start all the way over again because yeah. you know so that type of thing. But like you what you were saying about going viral, man, like you know you can't build a career that way. Like you got to do the work. You know, there's only only two types of artists in, in the in the space, man. There's trendy artists and there's talented artists. So if you are trend, yeah, you have some quick success, but what happens when that trend shifts and you can't shift with the trend, right? Not everybody <laughs> is gonna be everybody ain't thinking like that, though. Not every artist audience is on TikTok. And I think people get caught up in those shiny new toy syndrome type of thing where, okay, TikTok is, is hot, so I got to be on TikTok. If that's not where your audience is, then you don't need to spend any time on TikTok. If that's not where the, the world where you can build an authority on it, then you don't need to spend any time over there. That's not where your audience is at. Like my artist is David Keys. He's not on TikTok. That's not where, you know, he stays on Twitter. That's his mm-hmm. that's his playing ground, right? So, so you know, every that's another thing too. People always try to follow whatever the shiny newest thing is. Well, it's, it's a lot of people trying to push TikTok. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I understand why TikTok is definitely a place that someone right. should consider. But to your point, you know, it's all about demographic too. Like right. if they just not filling you, over there, don't worry about. It. Like that's facts. It, facts. You're, you're wasting time trying to like me. I don't get on TikTok because I don't like like that. That's not a world for me where I feel like I can bring value over there. So I don't go. On, I don't make TikTok videos. That's yeah. just my thing. Like, I stay on Instagram. I stay on Facebook, and I stay on LinkedIn. That's the place. You know, those are the places that I stay on because that's where I feel like I bring value. At. And if it works for you, then so what. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as long as it works for you. Yeah, and so many people, like I said, I try to think of stop trying to chase the new whatever you think is hot. Or you know, it, it, you know, it's all about knowing how to get on the getting on a platform that works to to help to get your message across. And that's really what that's really what it is, man. That's what I believe in. Where I'm right there with you, bro. Sure. So, uh, I want to talk about this, like. Uh, I would say this, man. Education is the missing. We talked about earlier the knowledge. Line. Education is like the missing link. I think, you know, for for most creatives, and I think because, and here's why I think, and I want to get your opinion on it. I Go think is because most most industries, like for instance, you want to go be a lawyer, you don't go to law school, you don't get a law license. You want to be a doctor, you don't get a, go to med school, get a medical license. You want to be a real estate agent. Same thing. So, want to sell life insurance? You got to go get, you know, same thing. So, these industries that are quote unquote regulated, you have to get these licenses to prove that when you're in the field, you are trained and you know what you're doing. Correct. The thing with entertainment in general is, I mean, you don't really have to get any of these things, right? Yeah. There's no governing society. No, right. There's, There's nothing that regulates it. So, yeah. So, anybody thinking they have talent, they should that they should be making records for them, and so then I always tell them that education, you need a special education to be in this business. Like this is why you went to take that program because you understood that oh shit, like I've got to go learn how the, how how this works. But that was just my mentality from being someone who had already had their bachelor's degree. It was just like, well, if I want to learn more, like. Well, NYU is pretty prestigious. You know what I'm saying? They got a program. Literally, Ryan Leslie is one of the professors for that program. So it's just like, all right, it's a no-brainer. Like, let me learn. 
And shout out to Ryan, man. Ryan was teaching this director consumer. Again, shout out to Marge and Jamie Key. We'll talk about this before, you know, Superphone. But shout out to Ryan was preaching the director fan thing in, you know, 2000, really in 2010, you know. Uh, yeah, and really developed Superphone, well, the earliest version of Superphone, uh, 2013, you know, but he understood the power of going direct. Mm-hmm. You know, he understood the power of that. Um, but yeah, education, man, is why do you think uh, why do you think artists don't embrace education? Why do why do you think that is? I mean, it's it's not it's not fun. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not it's not as fun as you know it's what I mean. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not as sexy as being in a, being being on the set of a video. You know what I'm saying? having your apparel looking fly and you got might have your homies with you or something like that. You know what I mean? If you're a male, you might have some girls and some Johns might've pulled up to the video scene. You know what I mean? You got the cameraman, he got the camera that, you know, in coming out to 2027, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just, it's the allure, like being in the studio and, and, and the studio is like, it's supposed to be the office. It's like the office for real. Yeah. But, but but artists are treating it like a playground, you know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. it's no real work environment or anything like that. And the engineer, you know what I mean? The engineer is just going to get paid. Like the engineer yeah. about to be like, nah, you're actually supposed to be moving like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The engineer just going to press, I mean, you know what I mean? Press three on the space bar. Press play. <laughs> Stop. And That's, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Unless you know they what have I'm a saying? bunch of interest in, in you. That's only, uh, right. But so it's just like somebody record you, they don't really care what it sounds like. <laughs> they just didn't provide a valid. Sandwich, you know. Exactly. And and so with all of those things considered, it's just like it's just not sexy to learn. Like yeah. the last thing, the last thing that I think an artist, like I don't even when I get onto a like a, a, a strategy fall with an artist, yeah, I don't even like get into publishing with them. Like I know I'm oh, gonna yeah. lose them. <laughs> like I know I'm yeah. gonna lose them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let me just let me just focus on the thing that I know you care about the most, which is releasing music, which I know you're not even doing it right. Sure. But like, let's just focus on that. And maybe yeah, I can get you, right. a, you know, I can get you the care. I'm not an expert on it, but yeah. I know enough to have a conversation. And, Facts. Because you know, again, I, I, I know enough to have, because see, when I talk to us, we have two types of, we have two types of, two types of education. We have music business education and mm-hmm. then really a fan base. It's two different educations. It's not the same thing. Because yeah. what you're teaching somebody just based on music business has nothing to really do with building a fan base. It's two right. different knowledge. If you're talking strictly music business, that's the business side of music, that's intellectual property. Right. Copyright and publishing. And like I said, that is, like you said, that is so, can get so overwhelming. And yeah. unless you deal with it every day, unless you, unless that's your world, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Tamara Latrell. She has the Bezo agency. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to have a conversation. Yeah, that's the homie. I know Tamara. Yeah, I would Tammy. love. Because yeah, she manages, uh, yeah. She just she manages K Camp's catalog. And I've seen on her Instagram that they yeah. just um brought on the Taylor Girls. I like yeah, the Taylor Girls. Yeah, Tammy's, yeah, Tammy, yeah, she's the shit, man. Dude. She knows. I know she, knows she is. Shit. 
I know she does. She knows, her, she knows her shit. She knows probably shit like the back of her head. I know she, you know. man, Lord bless her. You know, I'm gonna get her on the pod eventually. You know, yeah, she, you should. Man. You know, I love she, she, she's that. amazing, man. But but she's doing, you know, and the cool thing about Tammy is she's a she's a creative, so she understands both sides. Unfortunately for me, I'm not a creative, so there's certain things I can't really speak to. But when you're yeah. a creative, and you can talk to, talk. You can talk a different language. Sometimes, you know, I can strictly really talk the business side. But when you yeah. have a conversation with the creative too, it makes it even better because she, yeah. she you know what I mean? So, yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, yeah. publishing is it's a whole it other animal. Man. It can get really, yeah. really complicated. Yeah, and that the type of stuff will turn, it'll turn an artist off and then it's just like yeah. you lost them. But like, I mean, that coupled with all the other things you're supposed to do, like once you start getting into like, you know, social media marketing and, yeah. you know, having to have the proper release rollout, and, you know, EPKs and stuff like that. Like, you just lose people, man. Like, yeah. they're just like, like, I have a quiz yeah. right now and it's the number one, um, it's my number one lead magnet that I have for artists right now. And of course I get to see the results of what they fill out when they take the quiz. But in the quiz, like I can see what a lot of people are lacking and, you know, stuff like EPKs, publishing, Promoting, you yeah, know, I, I have quiz, yeah, I have a, something similar to that too. My I've seen it on your website, yeah. Yeah, oh, you saw it, you checked it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I checked. I, I mean, yeah, you, you gotta look yeah. stuff up, you gotta see what's going on, exactly. Yeah, so you know, yeah, and, and to me, bro, as you know, the questions on my quiz is like that's basic, shit. that's not even facts, that stuff is not even hard, that's not even, like, <laughs> that's not even hard, that's stuff they, they should have anyway, that's something they should know about anyway. But like yeah. I said, go back to what we were saying before. You have people who come into the unfortunately, man, you have people that come into the music game because especially in rap, okay, they were former athletes, mm-hmm. got hurt, they can't play ball no more. So then goes to the NFL, then goes to the NBA. Right. So the closest yeah. thing that's gonna get me to their quote unquote lifestyle, I'm gonna go be a rapper. And they think, oh, I'm oh, well, I've got street money behind me, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna buy my can't do that in this game. You gotta build it. You don't care how much money you got. Yeah. <laughs> it won't work. It don't matter. You gotta build You'll burn it. all of that money. There's some scammer out there in this business that's gonna eat all your money. They're gonna make they're gonna yeah, and they know they're gonna pay their they're gonna pay their rent off. They're gonna they're gonna pay their rent off your ignorance. Yeah. People out there like that. Like you and I have integrity, man. And I can tell, you know, you Word. have integrity, but there's people out here that don't. They don't really care. They don't it's really care. You know. It's, it's so because it's so many. It's so many like artists out here that just don't understand the business side to this, yeah. and it just makes them. It just makes them that much more susceptible to being taken advantage of. And you know, that's that's something I always try to tell my artists. Like, yo, just be careful. Like, who you trust. Be careful. Don't ever sign no paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Without having some type of legal representation. But like, don't you ever put your name on about it? Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Something that, you, something that you don't understand. Like, so for me, when I, so I give everybody a free call. So when everybody <coughs> a call, you saw when everybody scheduled to call with me. Yeah. You know, they get a free call because 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 what because even though they kind of quote unquote interviewing me, I'm, I'm interviewing them. Yeah, yeah. I gotta know what you're working with. Yeah, like I gotta. Okay, are you gonna be a headache for me? Are you gonna be a headache? Because oh my god, some people because they pay you some money, 
and then all of a sudden they can they can dictate. They feel like they can call you whenever they want to. They feel like they can, you know. I've, de- I've you know, and I'm pretty a pretty accessible guy, but 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 you don't get to dictate how I work because you decide to want to work with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Word, word, yeah, so no, that's valid. So I've dealt with that too, man, because you can have people who have unrealistic expectations. They have unrealistic expectations of this thing. I don't know where that shit so, like, from. It's hard, it's hard to work with people like that who just, who are just, who are just, who just don't understand like there's levels to success, man. Okay. Yeah. Just because you pay me two grand, it's not going to change. Two thousand dollars is not going to change your life, bro. It ain't gonna, it's not supposed to. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is. I'm blowing two grand on just ads and that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't, I ain't a millionaire yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know what I'm it's crazy that people people think that, man, for sure. You know, but it's, the na- it's, it's the nature of the game now, bro. It is what it is. You know, it is. Headaches what it everywhere. Is. Just so, so I know in advance. For sure. What you got though? Yeah, so talk to me about the Entrepreneur Club, man. Like, what was the premise? Now, there's a company <laughs> called, so is there a difference? Because there's another company called Entrepreneur, or that right, you? There is. No, that is not. I'm about me. to say, I'm like, okay, because no. I know there's Entrepreneur, but then you start to call it Entrepreneur Club. Right, right, right. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah. But my club um, was inspired. Remember how I was saying, like, I got my BA in sociology so like i'm big on data analytics research you know what i'm saying so i've been doing you know calls since i first started this like i think that was one of the first i wrote an ebook first but then after the ebook i went to calls but i was using calendly so i got introduced to calendly early on in the game you know what i'm saying for facts i always i mean it's you know it's great facts i got put on the calendly early in the game and once I realized that I could create like a form that I could get people to fill out, that was like sauce for me. Yeah. Because now I done been on like, I lost count, like I like passed like 200 calls. Like I done been on 200 calls, so that's 200 forms, that's 200 surveys that I don't have. Then I, then I migrated from the freaking calls to the quiz, which is still providing me lots of data. So like now I'm sitting and I'm looking at all of this damn data you know what I mean? Between like the data from those two things, data from my website, you know what I mean? I did like a string of webinars, like data from the webinars, my email marketing platforms. I'm just looking at all this data, right? And I'm seeing like, I right, people are really fucked up out here. <laughs> like they're really yeah. fucked up out here. Yeah. So like, what can I create, right? And I've created the, you know, the full gamut. I created all the obvious shit, like, you know, eBooks and digital products and, you know, I done did the one-to-one coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I did all of those things. And those were cool. But I was like, you know what? Like, what can I create, you know what I'm saying, that's really going to help these people out? Because, like, the one-to-one coaching, like, that was, like, very successful for me. I made the most money I ever made doing the one-to-one coaching. But the cost for it was crazy for them. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, 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 I got to take that into consideration. So it's like, well, what type of model can I create that provides just as much value? You know what I mean? Or close to enough, enough value is working with me one-on-one 
but for a price that's more affordable than a pint of Henny. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they in there, you know what I mean? You know, they, niggas be smoking soft, drinking in the studio. You know, the culture we got nowadays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what can I create that fits in my, my demographics, you know what I mean, price range, but still gives them really great value? So I got introduced to the membership model. And when I got introduced to the membership model, I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know what I'm saying? This is absolutely perfect because now I'm offering people, I'm offering people a lot of value, but at the same time, like, you know, you're, you're getting, you're getting the opportunity to try it before you buy it. It's literally $1 for seven days. So it's very, very low risk. Like I know how it is with these people. It's very, very low risk. I, 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 I deal with it all the time. And I'm, having, I'm, I'm thinking about going to the membership model myself. Bro, listen, bro, it's the wave. Hear me out here. A dollar for a trial, micro commitment, because you know, psych- psychology, yeah. all you need is, you know what I'm saying, that micro commitment, and then that's 30% more likely to convert for a larger amount, you know what I'm yeah. saying, that's just the science behind it, yeah. but to me, it's, it's that, of course, but it's also, if you're willing to at least give me anything, I don't give a fuck if it's a dollar, 50 cent, yeah. 25 cent, like, to just serve you, that means that you're willing to invest in yourself. And that's already a major key indicator, a strong indicator of somebody who you can actually do business with yeah. in this business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let me get that micro commitment from you, right? Risk-free, I'll give it back if you're not feeling like the club is living up to the hype. But then even going beyond that, my rate is 28 bucks a month right now for founding members. I'm still in my founding member stage. So it's 28 bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat that. And you still get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if in 30 days, within that 30-day period, if you feel like the club is still not doing it for you, you could have your $28 back. You could have your dollar back. I'm not going to sweat it. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's more risk for me than anything because I got to onboard you and offboard you if you decide to leave. And that's just a heavier administrative process for me that I prefer not to go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I approach it to them. But I also let them know that it's like having a coach. At the end of the day, when you join my club, I can't speak for all these other clubs, right? But when you join my club, it's like having a coach in your pocket, right? At all times. And the fact that we have people in the club globally, like it's not just states. I mean, I got yeah. Canada, I got France, I got Africa. You know what I'm saying? The UK, definitely got the UK. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we're, we're, we're all over the place. So it's like the help that you can get, you can get that help damn near around the clock. You know, if it's not from one of your peers that are already inside the club, then I'm going to make sure that I follow up and give you the assistance you need, assistance that you need, because the main goal of the club is to not be stuck, right? The, the DI, we know the DIY route is very popular right now. It's all the fucking rage. You know what I mean? Being independent is a badge of honor right now in his business you feel what i'm saying so everyone's trying to get it on their own but the reality that no one tells you about is that getting it on your own is fucking hard you're going to stop you're going to hit stopping points i hit stopping leading up to before i even formed the shit i hit plenty of stopping points i still hit i still hit stopping points transparent like it's been tough man because it's time where i've had 
five or six paying clients and like they all got they all left. So, so yeah. you know what I mean? It happens to me and I know I know you know, because you know, unfortunately, you know, and I think my rates are my rates are fair. You know, my rate, my rate Yeah, just, I'm sure they are. I'm sure, but the thing is, to work with me, to work with me at the what I'm charging, I should be charging way more than that. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm sure we all feel that way. I I make that clear to the people that I talk to. That's always the toughest part. That's why I'm thinking I gotta come more of a lower risk. So I'm thinking maybe the maybe the membership. I did a Patreon for a little while, but yeah, that really didn't work for me too much. Well, I'm telling you, bro. Listen, I've done the one to one, and don't get me wrong, it's mad fun being very intimate with an artist and being able to help get them, you know, help them achieve results. Like that's great. But at the same time, I'm just looking at time, bro. It's time. Like I still work. I still work a regular nine to five. So, so when I was doing my coaching program, I would literally come to the crib and like, I wouldn't even have time to change out of my day and close. Cause I got like three clients that I got to see before it's bedtime. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's a, it was a time thing for me. No, 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 so no, no, that makes a lot of sense. So now, now with this one-to-many approach, I have so much time back. You know what I'm saying? And that allows me to continue to develop an even better experience for my members. And I got some really, really cool stuff. Like I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say it publicly share. yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I got a lot of stuff right now that's like just in the works. That's like you know, that's really going to take this, you know, generic thing that I think a lot of people, this model that a lot of people are gravitating towards and really separating it from the pack. You know what I'm saying? But that's just based on like my background and my experience and how I plan to attach it to this. But all in all, you know, just this membership model is just like, it's great, man. We meet twice a week. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like you can totally, membership, all membership models are not created equally. Like, all different like there's di- different what do they say different strokes for different folks exactly. you know what i'm saying there's different strokes for different folks so you know in my, my club you know we meet twice a week um you know we have our private community of course you, know, you can't have a membership without a private chat yeah. so you know we got the private chat popping um you know like i have a lot of my thought leader friends come in you know they speak to the club you know, just to get some insights on stuff that I may not be that proficient at, like publishing. Like, like I, I know enough to be dangerous, but at the same time, there's people out there that's lethal snipers that I know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not about to sit here and talk to you about mechanicals and right. sinks and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shit that, like, at a point becomes out of my wheelhouse. Like, I'm not about to do that. Like, I'm not about to hit you with a bunch yeah, of ums and uhs. That's about more value by bringing a thought, being a thought leader in that, that's what you're talking about. Exactly. It also exactly. Have integrity. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, hey, that's just not my lane. You know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about to sell you on something that I don't really know that much about. Like, if you want to go ahead and join my homies program where they teach you all about that shit, go ahead. My homie got the lob and you got knowledge, and I'm happy. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, like, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. A, I'm a, definitely. No, I'm going to have to definitely do the membership. Thing. Hey, man, offline we can talk about it. Like, yeah, that's I'm all about giving about. knowledge and breaking down the model because it's so many. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot to go around. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't holding no. I'm not harboring no secrets from nobody. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot to go around. But yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, though, that's really what you know. Really, what led me to create the model is is a, a series of things. You know, time, 
um, you know, what I know that people are struggling with the most, you know, and just building a bridge between that and just creating an easy way for people to consume that fits within their, you know, within a, a reasonable price point. You know, I always tell them, like, you know, the cost of my club is is like going out to eat with your homies, you know, dinner and drinks. Sure. You know, imagine cutting back on that for one night just to, I mean, level yourself oh, man, up. That's fair, man. Twenty eight bucks a month is uh, that's fair. It's 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 less it's fair. less than what I should be charging. Everybody over the head with that. That's, that's, you know that's how that fair. Goes. You know, you know for sure. Because that that way they know if they now if they want to get see if they want to work with you one on one they know okay that's what offer them need. discounts. Yeah, and I offer them discounts if someone if somebody wants to is already enrolled in my club and they want to work with me one on one because like of course like my one the one to many approach is not focused on a specific individual but like let's say like I say something on one of our meetings and it really resonates with them and they want to pick my brain further about it well I mean there's still individual services for that but because you're a part of my club I cut you in on a break I cut you in on a discount because you are a part of my club you feel what I'm saying right so you can still get that same one-to-one coaching program out of me before a very discounted rate because you're somebody that's in the club you know what I'm saying I love that bro I love that yeah, that, that that approach to it definitely. Yeah, um, for sure, bro. That's dope. And then you're then you co-host a weekly show called The Huddle. I you do doing that. The Huddle. Yeah, I'm glad you picked. I'm mean, yeah, I'm glad you. Yeah, damn, yeah. man, I like you on Twitch, man. How, how's, how's how's Twitch been as far as like, you know? Great. Um, we started the show. We started the show. Shout out to Amy, yo. That's my right hand. Um, we started the show on instagram live but this is this is literally right before instagram live implemented like <clears throat> hella features that makes this experience like that much doper you know what i mean there was no um that i think they just implemented having multiple people on a live stream at one time okay there was no um putting calendar events now you can create a live event you know i mean you can pin it to your instagram you can create it and put it on your instagram so people can see when you're going to go live about something else in advance. Like there was none of that, you know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was a lot of features that, that enhanced the live experience that right. wasn't taking place at the time when we first started doing it. Right. So we decided to make the switch to Twitch and, you know, we made the switch to Twitch. We're using stream elements. Now I believe that's what it's called. We're using stream elements now to just create like more of like a, a TV show experience for, indie artists so that they can get the latest scoop on what's happening as far as social media and as far as the music business so that they can stay ahead of the game. You know what I mean? They can catch all the latest trends on everything. So that's every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. It's a great show. I mean, if you're looking to really stay ahead of the curve, this is a show to tap into because falling behind, I mean, you know how this game goes. It's not yeah. the same game as it was five years ago, no, 10 years changing, ago, man. 15 it's years ago. Always changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always changing. Like, this is why we this is why I always say, man, find out what you, you know, find out what you're good at, stick to it. Because trying to you know, find there's gonna be another wave. And then you time you figure out that way, there's something else coming up. You know, so yeah, you're not gonna be proficient on every you're not gonna be proficient in everything. It's impossible. Yeah. By the yeah. time you no. master one thing, there's something else coming out now. And you feel like okay, I got to go learn this now. I just learned this, you know. So that's that, hey, that's get over with for a lot of. It got to a point in my career where I used to tell people used to try to put me on the new stuff. I used to be like, "Look, I hear what you're saying, 
but I ain't even got it on me right now. I ain't even got the brain cell, the synapses in the brain on right. me right now right. to, to learn what you're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how it was with me. Like it was like when I started first doing what I was doing on social media, it was like, all right, like, like we're just about to do Instagram. I wasn't using hashtags. I wasn't putting locations. I was. I barely replied to comments. Like, yeah. but every time, like, I learned, like, I would read and learn more. I'd be like, all right, well, you gotta reply to comments. You gotta go live like twice a week. You yeah. gotta, you gotta put hashtags. You know what I mean, you gotta know how to do. Hey, you can't just use the same hashtags every time. Like, you know, we gotta use hashtags that are pertaining to your specific post. I'm like, what the fuck? What do yeah. you mean? Email marketing, smart links having the right bio optimize optimize algorithm what like so oh my god to, like it, yeah it is so much to, to have to to have to know it's it, it, it's crazy and, and, yeah and again and i understand why artists why artists i understand why they struggle with it because again they were the top you know back in the day you don't have to worry about none of this it was just about i want to go make a great record <laughs> I mean, the studio. That was it. All, that's what that I'm like. Because artists, for the most part, are comfortable on the stage. They're comfortable in creation mode. Yeah. It's all the other shit that they yeah. that they don't like. You know. <laughs> Word. You know. So, oh man. Um. Yeah. Man, you you had a chance. You've done some speaking. You've had a chance to interview some really cool people. You know, I have uh, Joe Andrews from CD Baby. Uh, Alex Gershman from Swarm Trust. That was great talk. Co-founder Z on Audio uh, Mac. Audio Mac and DJ yeah. Booth. Word. You know. That was great. Um, it's just it, it's just cool, man. Like, what's it mean for you to have such a vast array of industry pros in your network? Can I tell independent artists? See, a lot of times they try to network, they try to network up. Right. And I always say you want to always network across because when you network right. across. The one don't have access to and and can provide immediate value to you, and eventually they'll connect yeah. with people that you need to be connected to. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like, bro. Like, it's hard for me. I I deal with imposter syndrome from time to time, and like I'm still trying to work on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to be more aware of when it's like kicking in, but like for me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just blessed. <laughs> for real, for real. Just, just blessed. You know what I mean? And fortunate enough to just be doing what I'm doing consistently. You know, that's the key word. Consistently. Like, I'm just doing what, I, what I'm doing consistently and things kind of just come my way. Like, like all of those, all that stuff came, well, except for the Alex Gershwin one. Like, I sought that one out. Yeah. Because, because at the time, like, I really publishing was like something that I was getting asked about a lot. And you know, man, I like like we discussed, like I know I know enough about it to kind of push you in the right direction, but I know it's people out there more lethal than I am. And I really like I love Song Trust. I love their mission, I love what they stand for, I love what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? So I sought that one out. But outside of that, though, like it's just like just a true blessing to be able to just share a similar space with these with these individuals who who have literally dedicated their lives to creating platforms for artists to take themselves to the next level or be that much more proficient at what it is that they seek out to do. So, you know, like, I'm just grateful to even have those opportunities to talk to those types of individuals, man. Like, 
for real, for real. Joe Andrews called me a, a, a missionary, bro. Like, that shit, like, literally, I ain't gonna hold you. I literally cried after, <laughs> after that, literally nah, cried after that, bro. It's cool like, to see cats like you or young and yeah. you know, um, who, who see the vision and see, um, and out here doing great things, man. Like I said earlier, there's room for all of us. There's room. There is, yeah. There's, you know, there's people can be like, oh, damn, I'm not going to talk to talk to this guy. He's going to take my potential client away. Like, it ain't about that, bro. It's about you. Nah, it's not. Man. Man. It's not enough man. for all of us out here to do it, to, 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 to get where it is that we want to go. Like, Facts. You know, Yo, all of on them. the huddle. I, I, there's another lady that, uh, I forgot her name. She goes by Artist Coaching on Instagram. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 I know it's her. Yeah, yeah, like, I show her love, you know what I mean? Like, Got to. It's like, you know, why, like, and we all, ain't like, we all teaching the same stuff. It ain't, She's like, the, the producer, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's only, <laughs> we all teach the same stuff. Because we're all Word. talking to the same people. We're all talking to the same DIY type artists, you know what I mean? So, but, but there's a space for Ballad. all of us to, to, there's a space for all of us. Now, some of us have a niche within a niche, but still, you know, it's, it's enough room for all of us, man, to, to win. So we got to support. We got to support each other. got to definitely yeah. support each other. Hell yeah, for bro. sure. For sure. Um, man, we're almost done. I'm going to get you out of here pretty soon. I don't know you've been rocking with me. Um, so we talked about, like, your, your one-on-one program, the music, Musician Accelerator. Talked about that. You know, yeah, 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 and that was cool. That was yeah. a heavy hitter for me, for sure, for sure, man. Like, I mean, you know, there is something special about the one on one, but the one to many, I, you know, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely leaning more towards shifting to that model. You know what I mean? Um, not love one on one, but you know, yeah, it is, <laughs> it is, but like, you know, like it takes money to make money in this business, and. In, in order for us to scale and grow and continue on with our missions, um, you know, it takes money to do that. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like, it's great to have, you know, four or five clients paying you, you know, over $1,000 a piece to be able to do what it is that you do. But at the same time, like, you gotta, you gotta give time to them individuals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus the membership model it's a slow burn in the beginning, you know what I mean? I, but but I'm cool with it because I don't plan on stopping doing what I'm doing anytime soon. Yeah. So it's a, it's a slow burn in the beginning, getting people in there, you know, but at the same time, when the numbers start to add up, you know, by the time you have like 100, 250, 500 members in your club, you know, the goal for me at the end of this year is 1,000 people. You know what I'm saying? At a thousand people, that's thirty-two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, a month. You know, I mean, that's not after. You know, that's not considering expense, business expenses and stuff. But thirty-two thousand. You know what I'm saying? Gross, or is it? Is it net? Net gross. Yeah, yeah. thirty-two thousand gross. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, after all of my expenses, I don't have any building or anything, so like my overhead is going to be really low. So like, I'll probably net. You know what I'm saying? Still at like over twenty thousand dollars. A month, yeah. you know, off of this this, this model, right. and you know, with the amount of people coming into the space, you know, what I'm saying there's seventy five thousand songs on Spotify drop daily, just yeah. just Spotify. Yeah, so that just lets enough. you know yeah. how many artists are out there. 
and and with tech and with tech making it easier and easier and easier and easier to bring into the space now anyone who remotely feels like they have some type of musical inclination is gonna is gonna take storm and we didn't even get into ai helping people who really don't even have the ability you know what i'm saying like ai coming in and that's a whole another conversation you know what i'm saying but the space my, my point is the space is growing larger and larger and it's not slowing down no. <laughs> at all so with 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 that type of exponential growth you know what i mean like my thousand members in my club could be totally different from your thousand members in your club yeah. from the next man's a thousand members in a club you know what i'm saying right. it's more than enough room for all of us there's enough room. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's what that's the beautiful thing about it like there's enough room for everybody who want to be to find to get that little piece of the pie, you know what I mean. You don't got to get the whole Word pie. Up. It's a little piece of it, you know what I mean. It's a little piece of the pie, man. I totally feel that's it, and you can do very freaking well for sure, man. For you sure. know what I mean. As long as you serve them, you get people the results. Yeah, I mean you can, but you also you can't please everybody too. Nah, it's different, true. you know. When you're working with a one-to-one model, you know you have your ability to be able to, you know, tailor yourself to what it is that they need. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and like you said. You know, everybody is is not going to see you. You know, if they're not willing to do the little things, they're what are they, they? They're not going to see success, man. Like, like you know, if you're not willing to do the tiny kind of things, like how do you expect to see success? What is sure. doing? This shit's already hard enough as it is. And if they're not willing to do what is required to to to, to get there, and then don't get mad when you don't see the results you want to see, and then then blame. <laughs> You know, then blame your coach or blame it. Hey, yo, that's crazy you mentioned that because I just wrote that as one of one of my real topics today. Like, so you're going to see a video about that yeah. real soon. Cool. These artists yeah. be blaming everything else but they self. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, you know, you have to take responsibility for the fact of this isn't going to happen just because you got talent. You know? Like, or... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it requires it requires work, man. It really, really does, man. Bro, before we get out Absolutely. of here, um, how how can people connect with you, bro? Very simple. Find me on Instagram at Keys to the Game. That's Keys with a Z because unfortunately the S was taken, so I had to rock with a Z, even though I meant to use an S. Um, but nonetheless, you can find me on Instagram at Keys to the Game. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Keys to the Game. Um, you should be able to find me on Facebook too. I'm not really on Facebook that much, but I do have a Facebook page because it is linked to my Instagram. You can find me there too. On LinkedIn, you gotta use my real name. You know, you know what I mean? Keys to the I mean you'll see it on there, but you yeah. can find me on LinkedIn at Kareem Guy. Um, I actually gotta turn my profile back on. Um, I had yeah. it off for a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, but just because I was in transition of looking for like another day job. And I almost missed that opportunity because they found my keys to the game profile and was oh, like, he's not a great fit at all for the position. I was like, oh shit, I got to turn this off. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I had to turn it off, but I'm going to turn it back on pretty soon because I'm locked into a new job that I start pretty soon. So yeah, you can find me on all of those platforms. Hit me up. Definitely take my, um, take my release readiness quiz. It's in my bio. Um, if you're dropping new music soon, take the quiz because it'll reveal a lot of things that you might not know that you're actually missing 
And if you're missing, I always say if you're missing at least one of the things on my quiz, you're already fucking up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So take the quiz, figure out what it is you're screwing up on. And, you know, I mean, if you want to figure it out on your own, by all means. But if you want help, I'm here. For sure, bro. For sure. So, guys, man, this has been another episode of Encourage Inspire Podcast. Man, you had this brother right here dropping gems and knowledge, man. And it's just a pleasure to connect to him. And we're going to bring him back again on the pod here real soon. Yeah, I would love to. For sure. Appreciate man. you having me, man. And definitely, till next time, it's your host, Terrell Pierre. I'm out of here. Peace.